Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 2, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we've got the breakout above 410.50 on our hands. We're going to discuss where they're likely headed, the scope of the longer-term picture on the chart. We're going to reiterate all that stuff, and we'll continue moving forward one candlestick at a time. We'll take a look around the horn. We'll look at some other charts, some other time frames, other markets. We'll take a look inside the numbers, and we'll throw in a surprise or two. There's a bunch of earnings out from big tech. They're moving the tape around a little bit as I make this video, as I begin this video shortly after the closing bell. Doesn't mean we have any clue where they're going to be by 9 a.m. Friday morning. So for the purposes of this episode, I'm ignoring stuff. Like this current move in the futures. That is real time. So you can see here, if I move this over, the high in this candle at the closing bell was basically 42.07. And they're dropping somewhat like a stone at present. Stone is relative. Let's get back to the daily chart of the SPY. So here's what we've got. Let's just make sure that we've got this cemented in our mind. This is now the new bogey. What do I mean by bogey? This, as long as they're above 410.50, they're in bullish slash extra bullish mode. Here's the weekly chart. Remember, underneath 410.50 comes into this trend line that we've been watching, and this is a moving target as time goes on. That trend line gets lower and lower. At some point, when there is a retracement, they will come back to retest that trend line. When they retest that trend line, it will be showtime. So we know a couple of things. A, we just talked about 410.50. B, there's a couple of other numbers. So when you move the chart over and you say, all right, well, we have another pivot high, 411.73, they're above that. So we know that that's another area that they have to stay above to keep the most bullish case intact. Let's talk about something else. What did they actually do today? Now, I want to point your attention over here at this breakup candle high. So the vicinity of the breakup candle high. What did they do today? Now let's draw a different kind of line. Let's draw near the top. What did they do? They ran a test in the vicinity of the high of the breakdown candle. If I said breakup candle a minute ago, I might have. I meant breakdown candle. Don't we see that stuff all the time? Okay, fair enough. What else do we have? The weekly chart We've got the 100 period moving average right around 420, slightly above current price, slightly above today's high. Should that be tested? Yes. Could it be spiked? Should it be spiked? Yes. What do you have up there? You have another breakdown candle high vicinity right around 420. We've been talking about this each and every night. Then above there, you have another gap slightly above. So I'll point to the gap. You have 420 slightly above is the gap. Where is that gap? Officially 422.14. So the zone between 420 and just say a spike of 422 is another area of, you got it, overhead resistance, 
also in the somewhat magnetic camp. So keep it simple, right? Above this high here, this one we'll use, everything's bullish. Same thing with this pivot, and then you have 410.50 from the daily chart, and then you have this down here. So things can go a long way from where price closed today in a normal garden variety retracement and still ultimately stay bullish because you can run a test of this trend line and then have another bounce off of that trend line or you can just go higher before you ever come back to that trend line. Either way, bullish above the trend line. What about inside the numbers? Now today with the continued melt-up operation isn't exactly a trader's dream, but if you have the numbers, then you can certainly take advantage of them if you're willing to put on certain kinds of risk like buying the market higher, exiting higher than that, taking a short at a important number, but in a melt-up operation when you're fighting the tape, those trades are available, but the risk that you're willing to take is going to be up to the individual trader. Remember, I'm running the live room, we're doing fine, we're finding trades. Today wasn't really a bread and butter SPY morning trade type of day, it was more of a stock on the move day, but keep in mind, we've got something for everybody. We had like a double, triple take in goose today. We'll get back to that later. After a positive reaction to Jerry and the gang yesterday on the Fed Follies Kabuki Theater situation, we've got some overnight follow-through. Because they're headed to a destination still higher up on the road, getting to the numbers. Yesterday's daily price and the former high mark an important place. We'll say between 410.50 and 410.80. It's an important support zone. Below 410.50, what we just discussed before, that's an issue for the bull case. If they were falling, we would have had numbers if they went down there. However, we know at least one place they were headed this morning. We don't think it was the final destination, but one such destination was 415, likely a spike of it. It's magnetic, important, and overhead resistance. If above, the door opens for another leg higher with pit stops along the way, we'll have those numbers. So here we have it, 845. Mrs. Market is in that phase where she's heading somewhere, wants to get there in a hurry, and the only thing of real importance above current price in the pre-market is a spike above 415. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through, never know on the first go-around. There's a lot of space in between current price and yesterday's close, meaning the market's up a lot. So from a day trading perspective, we need to have the right mindset. We need to enter the day with the proper expectations. Inside my head says, there may be a possible short trade around 415, but riding it up there is likely a harder trading situation with the type of risk that exists if they fall. Just an awareness at present, leading into the opening bell. 8.55, and by the way, here come the pre-market thieves making a run for the number. Here's a chart with the pre-market data. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The light green and lighter red is the pre-market activity. And this is why we call them the pre-market thieves. Just saying. Now also, pay attention to this. 8.55 a.m., If they start pushing above, closing candles above 415, 
there's another leg higher to where? 417 and a quarter, give or take. Again, with the 15-minute chart, here is a high at 417.14 by 11 o'clock in the morning before a pullback and another rally higher. But guess what? That was the next leg higher. 417, what was that number? 14 against 417 and a quarter counts as the give and take before the opening bell. How you doing? All right, 917. Pre-market thieves did the deed. They can certainly do it again and even get higher in the regular session. And they did. But here's what you need to pay attention to. Not every number is created equal all the time. And it's always the manner in which. So pay attention to this. This is a learning opportunity. Can a trader short? This is before the opening bell, right? Can a trader short above 415 at the opening bell for a reaction back down in the other direction? Technically, they're at an important spot. They're here at the open, which makes it very difficult because they could squeeze them higher. Nothing says they have to stop at 415. Normal stuff is to react once they spike above 415. And here was the point was, and I explained this in the live room. If they opened at 412, 413, took 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes to get up to 415, whatever, that's not the same trade as opening the day at 415. I'm more willing to short the market at 415 with the opening bell below and they run up to an important number and then they're going to react from the number. It changes the scope of what you're looking at when they're opening up the tape at 415. Are they going to drop them right out of the gate or are they going to pop them higher right out of the gate? It just adds an extra question mark to the equation. So what I left it at was it's a trader's choice situation. There are traders that want to be in a trade at the opening bell. They'd love to short an important number. They don't care that it's the opening bell. So I'm giving you the whole thing, but I'm also explaining to you my thesis, my theory, how I like to do things along the way. The next major price up is over 417. They got over 417 later, but they had the pullback. Here's the five-minute chart. They open the market at 414.86. They make a high right away, 415.08, and then they pull back all the way down to a spike below 413 down here. Technically, there was a short above 415. The problem was the manner in which today they opened the bell right on it, so I left it as trader's choice. We're moving right along. Anyway, you look at it, 415, give or take, is overhead resistance until they're above on candle closes. So they had a pullback or 415 right away. I'm looking at 412.50 as a buy area, current support. That was the first number I could find that was a support number willing to buy. And then we start in with the above this number, 412.50, and below 415 is no man's land. Above 415, and they can spike higher to where? 417 and change. We talked about it. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I'm giving you a taste test in here. If you're interested, you will pause the video, you will read the notes, and you will go back to the chart and take a look to see what happened. What would you have done had you read the notes had an understanding of what the schematic was, what would you have done with that information? We had a list of stocks on the move today. Two hit their entry objectives. We're going to take a look at 
CTVA, and Goose. One of the other ones came real close and had a rocket ride. It was one of those heartbreak situations, C-H-R-W. We'll start with the Heartbreak Hotel, C.H. Robinson. 97.15 was my number. The low was 97.23. They got to a high of 108.05. Really? C.T.V.A. blew through the first number real quick. It was a zone less than a dollar wide. Came into the second, bounced up back to the first. Your average is here. Not a great trade, but a base hit nonetheless. about Goose? you got to see a one-minute chart to really get the sense of what happened here. So 22.83 was the number on Goose. They spiked the first number, and they had a little bit of a spike away from it, making a high in the next candle of 23.36. So they did the deal, and then some, real quick. Came down to the second number. The low here was 22.17 against 15. So you're not buying the second number anymore because they came close and they bounced away. The low here, 22.17. And then you can see what happened at the third number, 21.50, bounced back to the second number, second number bounced back to the first number. That's garden variety market behavior. You're not surprised if you know the numbers. Now, later on, they came back down. So we were watching it in the live room. We had some takers. We had some traders. I think we got another two trades, maybe even three trades out of Goose. We also had another situation in the live room where we brought up a chart of AFL, AFLAC. So guess what? Let me bring down a different kind of chart. AFLAC, we had a situation where it was 69.10 to a spike slightly below 69 as a zone. So what was the low here? 69.10. They bounced up. I said if they come back down, now you don't buy 69.10 anymore. You could still buy the spike of 69. What did they do? And I had other numbers that I gave the live room. So they came down to a low of 68.56 and did what? Spiked back above. So there were some takers there. We got a something for everybody situation going on. Update on the ES futures. I said I was going to ignore it, but I didn't. They're still getting killed. Again, we have no idea where we're going to wake up to in the morning. Just saying they're killing the tape after hours a little bit. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we can't get much information from this particular daily chart unless I squeeze it together and make it real small. So, might as well go over to the weekly and you see what's going on. We talked about it last night, same routine. If they break above here, they're going to start making a run for other stuff. So then they start working on this gap, which they did. Then they start working on this breakup candle or breakdown candle high, which they are, which happens to be right underneath the 100 period moving average above 202. So it's 202.96. It's a moving target. Next week, it'll be a slightly different price, but that's the general area. That's where they're headed unless they run out of steam. Another big, healthy, tremendous update for the folks down at the transportation department. See, it has three in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Tremendous, tremendous rally higher in the transports. My favorite, canary in the coal mine. So we talked about this ad nauseum a number of times. They were riding and testing this 100-period moving average. Break above, here's your next spot. Break above, where are you? You're into this breakdown candle. Are they going to get all the way to the high? Where are they now? 
they're kind of halfway home. A little less, that's a crooked line, a little less than halfway home up the next big time weekly chart breakdown candle. My favorite canary in the coal mine. The Q people will stick on the weekly chart. You can see here, unless they close back below that 50-week moving average by tomorrow, Friday's close, then it's back above the 50-week moving average. It's going to depend on where they close relative to this particular weekly chart breakdown candle high, above or below. Above opens the door for the next one, which is getting closer to the 100-period moving average. There's also a gap up here, I believe. Either way, we're going to hinge tomorrow, this week's close, on this particular breakdown candle high in the queue, people. Non-participatory day for the financials looks very similar to the transports chart with the 100-period moving average, the same look, but they're not having the same type of participation on the upside. If the financials aren't falling apart, there's nothing wrong with the market, but they're not participating, so we at least understand it, but there's nothing wrong with the financials. It's just something we want to maybe put in the on-deck circle to being on the table. Staying on the weekly charts again, smash mouth, here's what we're looking at. They got today above the 100-period moving average. Do they close the week above this and the 100-period moving average? That's a big deal, right? Because if they do, then they're working on the next breakdown candle. We don't know if they're going to get to the high, but they start running into that breakdown candle. That's where they are right now. We gave a target if they continue up in Smash Mouth, 265 and change. Should be magnetic and overhead resistance, but they have to get above some other stuff first. It's not saying buy it to get there saying if they start running there if they start getting above 255 256 258 then it's going to draw price in to 265 and change just put that on a sticky note smash mouth if i told you how much i appreciate each and every one of you without you these videos are not possible that is true and accurate information we're pulling the ripcord here today I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.